Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Cavall, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? amigos and welcome to episode 34 of not another socks podcast i'm jack webster here with always as matt lebeau and matt galvale fellas yeah dude i thought you froze for a second i was like fuck man we're not even a minute in and this kid's gone (laughs) my homie froze he hasn't moved in 40 minutes (laughs) his controller died yeah, right. Yeah. You rage quit <laughs> 10 seconds in. God uh, damn it! <laughs> right. Oh, God, yeah. No, things haven't been great uh, the last, like, week or so. But, um, you know, we got a big, obviously, series this weekend. So, um, you know, hopefully we can turn things around. But we got a lot to uh, we got a lot to talk about for sure this week. No shortage mm. of news. No shortage at all. And, I, like I said, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say i feel bad about this team right now you know like i a couple tough series but i mean you're gonna get that throughout the year and it's not like they got swept uh, i think the cub series is obviously the one that's angers me yeah. the most you know but obviously we'll, we'll touch on each one individually but yeah i don't feel like terrible i just i just feel like very in the middle right now there's really not much to be excited about and there's also really not too much to be like oh you know fuck the season's over so you're kind of just in the middle yeah, so obviously, you know, this is a few days after a normal recording day. We usually drop on a Monday. We're dropping on a Thursday today. Uh, you know, 4th of July weekend, we all have plans, we all have lives. Get over it. Um, Jack ate 10 glizzies, dude. Let's not forget that. Yeah, we'll, on, we'll on get to that as well. We'll get to my glizzy adventure on the 4th of July. Um, but, uh, no, it's nice to kind of do a middle of the week. We obviously kind of touched upon, we have that big Yankee series coming up. We had three big series, uh, over the last week and a half now that, uh, wish you kind of got a little bit better in each one of them, a little bit melancholy feeling, you know, you're not panicking by any means as of yet, but, um, you know, you, you wish you saw a little bit more, even if you took maybe one or two of those series compared to losing all three at this point. Yeah, for sure. I, I I was surprised to see the Red Sox, I mean, not get any of them, you know. Um, granted, they're all pretty tough opponents besides, you know, the Cubs. But you got to win those divisional games. They're massive. Yeah. They're just huge. So if you want to... You want to make the playoffs if you want to win within a tough division and you want to get a wild card spot then you have to win those those divisional games period yeah i mean those are good obviously like you mentioned too the division's really good and those are teams that you're going to have to beat down the stretch especially if you make it to the postseason i mean you're going to have to beat good teams whether it's you know in the wild card round and in the al uh in the ds and the cs or in the world series like you're gonna you know, these are game. These are hard games that you're gonna have to find a way to win. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it sucks that they weren't able to take um, 
you know, at least one of the series against the division opponents for sure. Um, because those are games that, you know, like we all mentioned, are games that you're going to have to definitely, uh, you're definitely going to have to win if you, you know, obviously want to go deep in the postseason and make the postseason. Yeah. And hopefully maybe, you know, who knows, maybe they win the race series. It's the game's not over, you know, it's right. the bottom of the ninth. There's, uh, there's now two outs. They're down six, so you know, never say never. Dude, that was like last night's game when it was eight four and the bases were juiced, whichever yeah. story, dude. And then Jack texted the chat and he was like, What if? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Literally. Like, it it really didn't feel like, you know, we were necessarily out of a lot of these series, even in some of the games that were a little bit more lopsided on the end of the box score. But uh, tonight, you know, probably not going to go our way. Uh, we're only going to have our second ever live game here on uh, Not yeah. Another Sox podcast. Uh, the only other one uh, during the Angels or whoever, uh, 1035 start with Michael Walker on the mound. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, a miracle happens. If a miracle happens on this podcast, we're going to take full responsibility, by the way. That's right. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, kind of like uh, what you're mentioning, Galveo, uh, it is going to really matter how we base the AL East uh, along the way, especially since you have Yankees, Tampa Bay Yankees uh, going to the All-Star game and then the uh, Toronto after that. So we still have a lot of matchups against these guys. Uh, these games are going to be the most important ones of the year. So hopefully you can gain some ground, whether that's in the division or in the wild card. But um it's not what you kind of wanted out of the shoe right now yeah and then another thing is too um you know i think lebeau mentioned this last week was about we're in this position and we're not entirely healthy yet either um so it looks like you you know sale is close he obviously pitched uh really well uh in worcester um tonight and um you know so it looks like he's you know nearing a return you know hopefully of all these right around the corner too and um you know, those are obviously, you know, pitching is very important. And those are two guys that are uh, that are going to be really big in the rotation here. So, you know, the, the team is, you know, trending in the right direction as far as health. Um, knock on wood, hopefully nothing, um, you know, happens um, in the coming weeks uh, with anybody else. But, you know, when you get, you know, two of your big dogs um, in the rotation, you know, coming back, you know, that that's obviously a good thing. And that's, you know, hopefully something that's going to help them down the road. And especially in the next couple of weeks with, you know, a lot of the division opponents, like you mentioned, Jack, that, you know, we're going to be playing. So, um, you know, that's always good news when you're getting, uh, you know, guys like Chris Sale and, you know, hopefully of all these right around the corner, too. So. Mm. Right. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I agree. No, yeah, obviously. 100%. Sale and Evaldi are good. That's Chris, my, uh, you know, hot take on the podcast. I, I mean, do do we know that? Chris Sale walked <laughs> seven guys in Worcester tonight. So, I mean, you know, his fastball hit 97, but, I mean, obviously can't locate. So, we'll see. I mean, you know, the velocity's there, which is encouraging. But at this point, I, I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable with Sale in a big spot. Absolutely not. No shot. I mean, like I said, the arm's clearly back, but I mean, you gotta, you can't, you can't walk that many guys in AAA rehab start. Um, and he and he mentioned after the game too that his uh, command was obviously off. Um, oh, great, in, great insight from Chris. Yeah. What a fucking wow, wow. <laughs> right. This guy's AAA, you know, just 
fucking pump it right down the middle. Just don't. That, that's the one thing you shouldn't do is in a rehab start is walk guys. No, I would rather see a guy give up five home runs than seven walks. Right. So no, it, it, there is legitimate concern. I mean, we haven't seen this guy really too much over the last two, three years now. Injuries have been uh, an obvious problem. When he's on the mound, he's you know still a top of the line guy. Uh, even in that twenty uh, nineteen or twenty, sorry, twenty twenty year where he only had a few starts and uh, kind of the numbers were inflated. But uh, hopefully, you know, uh, you can see the stuff play out a little bit more. I'm not overly worried about him because the team has done well in his absence. So I'm hoping that he's only in addition back. If he's a subtraction, he's going to go right back on a phantom IL type of trip. But uh, I really do think that he's going to improve the rotation, especially since uh, we are missing a few guys right now uh, and they are going to be coming back. But um, you can never really have too much starting pitching. And if you need uh, guys in the bullpen, there's clear spots for that as well. Yes. Yeah, of course. I mean, um, I think Lebeau actually froze. I I was just about to say. I I know. It looked like he was about to say something, and then he kind of just stuck around. (laughs) The way way that he froze. He texted us one second, so he'll be back. Oh, hey, hey. Oh. I, could, were, I could hear you guys talking a little shit, just a little, we just, just a little bit. We were just saying that it, the way you froze on the screen, it looked like you were going to say something like really like you had like a great take that was just about to come out and he just froze. <laughs> no, I, it, yeah, no, I, I honestly don't remember what I was going to say. My laptop kicked me off. So now we're on the, uh, the old iPhone, but, um, what were we? What were we talking about? Like this? Yeah, we're <laughs> we're 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 just like halfway uh, up the face. Uh, you know, this is how people normally do video calls. <laughs> this is fine. No, it's good. Um, no, we were just carry on about, with the show. Yeah, we <laughs> we were just talking about um, you know obviously the addition of Chris Sale and um, you know even if he doesn't have it as a starter, there's obvious positions open in the bullpen too um, sure yeah so there's, sure. there's options there no yeah absolutely there is options in the bullpen but if you take a, a guy who's wild and the last thing you want to do is throw him in the bullpen i'd much rather would have him start and that way if he can't find it then he's you know you still have eight maybe even nine innings to reverse the damage that he did if you bring him in an eighth and there's two guys on and he walks two guys, then, you know, you're fucked. So I don't know. I mean, you'd have to see what his control is like. Um, but how is his, how is his like other rehab start in Portland? Pretty good from what I remember. I don't remember exact numbers, but I don't remember him walking nearly as many guys as he did tonight. So Hopefully, you know, you did see this with the sale of the last few years where he will be as electric as you see anybody else in the game. He has a chance to throw a no-hitter anytime he's out there. But he will have some games where uh, he doesn't have it. Any pitcher will tell you kind of the same thing. But when he doesn't have it, it's a lot more apparent than like a guy like Eovaldi or a guy like 
Pavetta not having it. When Sale doesn't have it, he will yeah. implode. And that's unfortunate. And you've seen throughout his career, those are few and far between. But it, it, it does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it will. It definitely will happen this year. And I hope that, you know, the fan base is prepared to see, you know, Chris Sale implode a couple of times. Maybe, you know, Nate implode. Uh, maybe, I mean, I probably would say that Bayo shouldn't pitch again this year in majors, but um, you know, if he does, then hope you get you get a good start out of him. But you could see him implode. You just can't really overreact, and you just got to understand that you got to be patient. And it's a long year, and these guys obviously want to go out and win and compete. Chris Sale more than absolutely anyone on the team, so. Oh, exactly. I mean, we, we had talked about, obviously, we'll, we'll get to Bayo. Um, we had talked about him maybe, you know, making a start later on this season. Obviously, the door opened up for him to start sooner, um, you know, with all the uh, with all the stuff going on with, you know, injuries um, at the pitching, at the starting pitching position. So, um, you got to see him a little bit sooner rather than later. But um, I don't know if you guys want to just, uh, you know, get to him now and, and kind of what he looked like tonight. Yeah, looked like dog shit. Um, see, I'm going to disagree a little bit. I did like the stuff. I mean, the results were not there. Uh, four innings, four runs, it's not going to be good. But you can see uh, potential there at least, which I think is something that we haven't seen a lot of uh, Red Sox starting prospects over the last few years. I know kind of the big uh topic is like you know last time the red sox drafted and developed a pitcher was clay buckled uh john lester but i think the guy that had the most excitement coming up uh first first major league start was erod uh, mm-hmm. uh and that was even what 2014 2015 yeah so it's been a even a considerable while not only since we've drafted and developed a guy but since we called the guy up and we wanted to actually see how he started. So, um, you know, if it's not this year, he's going to get a chance. He might get another chance this year down the road. He's going to get sent down once Chris Hill gets back. But there are – I'm glad that he was at least able to get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Even and, if it didn't go well. Yeah, and, and, and obviously, like, that, that, that's, it's not up for debate. His stuff is fantastic, and, and it was really good tonight. And his stuff will be good every time he goes out there, but that doesn't mean he pitches well. Like he pitched like shit. You know, his execution was terrible, but that's completely expected for your first time. I'm actually just watching it right now. Randy Rosarina, fastball, yeah, perfect, right at the letters. I mean, you're, you're you know, it's your first start. I don't, I wouldn't really necessarily expect anything more from your first start, but it, the stuff was certainly there. But he still pitched like shit, right? So. It's also a tough. Uh, it was a tough lineup to go against too. Um, obviously, there was a lot of lefties, and I know that he's. Uh, I, I saw in Red Sox stats had tweeted earlier today that um, he struggled a lot against lefties this year. Um, you know, down in um, in Worcester, and um, and obviously you saw the Rays loaded up a lot. They had like, mm-hmm. what, like seven lefties in the lineup today because they, yeah. they obviously knew that was a weakness, so they attacked it at that point too. Um, but yeah, like you guys said, you know, you did definitely did see a lot of uh, potential 
um, obviously didn't go his way. And, you know, that's something that hopefully you can build upon. And, you know, maybe we see him later on this season, you know, in, in September at some point. But um, if not, obviously, uh, you'll you'll see him at uh, at some point next season. But absolutely. Know, he, I think he did, he did look a lot better than uh, what we saw from from Seabold. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I think next year he should be in the rotation outright. Like, I think you need to just find a spot for him unless he goes back down to Worcester and really struggles. I think he's earned a spot in the rotation for 2023. Um, I don't think that, you know, he, I don't think another start this year is guaranteed, but who knows? Maybe, you know, we'll see. And the only reason why he was up is because we've had essentially four fifths of our starting rotation go down. It it was more out of necessity than development. And I mean, I don't think this hurts his development at all in terms of uh, having no. the receivers type of stuff. Uh, this has happened to you know a lot of other guys um, uh, throughout their careers where you know they kind of get a cup of coffee, kind of like I was saying, uh, doesn't even go as expected. But he's gonna be fine. I am not worried about Brian Bayo at all. He's uh, probably, hopefully, gonna be you know the guy that kind of breaks the spell. Of uh, the Clay Buckholds, John Lester drought. So. Yeah, no, I'm certainly, <laughs> yes. I'm certainly not worried at all either. Oh, yeah. God no. I thought, I thought, you know, tonight was a nice introduction for him, and even though he, I mean, even though what was really tough, it still, you know, was a nice taste of the big leagues, and he'll be back for sure. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you're glad you didn't end up picking up. Uh, ended up picking them up in fantasy baseball. <laughs> Correct. I am glad that I I did not. I'm glad that I picked up Brian Mata instead. <laughs> so who do you have to blame for that? So that's my fault. Yeah. 100% my fault. However, however, I made an honest mistake, right? And it was known that I made a mistake. So I I made the transaction at like it was like maybe like 10 or 11 in the morning. And then Jack texted me and was like, hey, did you mean to pick up Brian Mata? I think you meant to pick up Brian Bale. So I, obviously I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I meant to pick up Brian Bale. You know, I, I was just at work doing a bunch of things, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's go pick up Bale right now. I thought Jack was being a nice guy. He fucking picked up Brian Bale at 451. <laughs> <laughs> like, he knew, I, he knew I unintentionally picked up Brian Mata. And he still picked up Bale. Wow. Which, you know, again, totally my fault. I take full responsibility. Um, it, it's just a little like, you know, it's a, it's a free it's a free fantasy baseball. League. So I just was I was I was expecting like a little more like a gentleman's like, hey, go pick him up now if you want him still. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, I uh, this this is, uh, by the way, for a 30 rack of beer. So. Um, it, yeah. it's not great, um, it, unless if you suck. But, uh, <laughs> I at least gave you the gentleman's being like, hey, you picked up the wrong guy. I'm not going to let you off the hook for this. I'm still going to pick him up because he's <laughs> out there for me. I'm sorry that um, you you were a dumb idiot and you picked up the wrong guy. I at least let you know not only to pick up a different guy instead, but to not re-pick up Blake Snell and pick up anybody else. So, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I, it's slightly greasy by Jack. It's a little greasy, because, right? It's a little... Because... You know, it's a little... It, it just kind of leaves a, a slightly bad taste in your mouth. It's nothing, it's nothing sinister. 
It's nothing too crazy. Just a no. slight bad tasting in your mouth. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, pick up the right guy. That, that, that's my uh, honest opinion on this. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. And what Jack did was like eating a hot dog with ketchup. You like the hot dog, but the ketchup just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. You know? I picked up the hot dog with ketchup. I didn't want that right. fucking scumbag. I wanted Bayo. And I was just, you know, at work. It was whatever. You know, maybe I hadn't finished my coffee yet, and that was it. I just picked up Brian Mata. At 11, like you said. Yeah, at 11. And then you picked up Bayo at 4.51. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a full five hours before you realized your mistake. <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. It, it's yeah. over. I mean, did you did you start him tonight? Unfortunately. And you know what? You can go and pick him up right again. That, that's uh, that's perfectly no. fine. If you want no. Brian Mayo, you can go and pick him up. Oh, actually, and, and I can... Uh, I think it'd be funny to even, you know, post this on the NASP account, but I can post it, the text conversation between Jack and I, he said, make me an offer. He was trying to flip him to me and try to capitalize on my mistake. Whoa, this guy's always, greasy, this guy's the, the biggest anti-capitalist I know. And he's, he's pulling the <laughs> strings trying to get me to freaking trade for Bayo. Because of a, a mistake. Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> uh, oh, he I goes, make ad- make me an offer. I was like, I was, oh, that is so fun. I'm gonna go read it right now. Actually, actually I think that uh, I think that Jack uh, asking you for an to make him an offer is adds a level adds another level of greasiness to this. <laughs> make me an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> So so he goes, did you mean to pick up Brian Mata or did you mean to pick up Bayo? Question mark, LMFAO. I said, correct. Obviously insinuating that I meant to pick up Bayo. He sent me the handshake emoji. I was like, oh, great. I'll just go pick up Brian Bayo. I thought he was just being a nice guy. So I, I, I go. I'm not nice. I don't, I, I know because I'm funny. People think I'm nice, but I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I texted him back at, at 519. I said, LMAO. So you picked him up at 451 with eight exclamation points. He responds, 520, make me a trade offer. <laughs> <laughs> you can still make me a trade offer, by the way. I haven't dropped no. it officially yet. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. Jack was just like, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding asking for Brian Bale. <laughs> uh, no, no. Now, it, 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 in hindsight, it's funny, but like I said, it's not like it's not like the most sinister thing. It's not like a really like a big deal. It's not like you know, like the Tommy Pham, Jock Peterson right. fantasy baseball. Are issue. you gonna? Are, are you guys gonna like slap each other like when you the next time we see each other? Yeah, we're seeing each other like at the Yankee twelve game, hours. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, but it's just like I said, it's just one of those minor things. It's like, uh, fuck. You know. Fucking Jack. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, ain't I a stinker? <laughs> so, yeah, he'll he'll be on waivers next week. Um, if you guys like the fantasy baseball content, you know we could we could throw a little fantasy baseball your way, mix it up a little bit. But we might do um, not another Sox podcast fantasy baseball league next year. That's something that I had in the back tank here. Nice. Uh, a little sneak preview for Kyle Sullivan and Tim John and. Uh, our loyal listeners, so uh, winner, might, winner might gets to, to come uh, on the something show. a little like that. Uh, get the boys involved, then. That's right. Yeah, 
winner gets to come on the show, maybe. You know, that'd be nice. I, I'm already see- on the show. I don't see why I don't need to come on the show twice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, now we know that Jack is greasy at, in fantasy, so we, yeah. we have to watch out for that. Yeah, watch out for freaking Webster. My goodness. Watch out for me following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> watch out for me. Le- watch out for me for LeBeau making mistakes. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, all right. I guess Carmel, will get you. Yeah, yeah. Watch out, dude. Yeah, I know. It's already gotten me. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess some um, some news that we got last night after the game. Um, obviously, Hanzo Roleplays got uh, DFA'd. Um, you know, he's obviously really struggled this season, so. Uh, you know, there it just came to the point where obviously there you just really couldn't justify having him, you know, on the roster anymore. And you know, they they did what they had to do, and um, obviously they made room for Bayo to come in today as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just had to be done at the end of the day, mm, for sure. And people are definitely you know spitting and dancing on the grave of Hansel Robles. I wouldn't say I'm one of those people. I'm certainly glad he's no longer going to be pitching for the team. But he did give you some meaningful innings. And he just bottom line is he just never was really all that good of a pitcher. And he pitched well for a, a short stretch. So, you know, you give him some credit. Um, but at the end of the day, he just came back to what he really has been his whole career, which is a very below average uh, bullpen arm. Yeah. No, he got you some really important outs, especially in September of 2021, uh, when we were going through a lot of tough stretches. He was essentially our closer, and people forget that he did <laughs> secure us the wild card spot against the Nationals in 2021. So he did have an impact on this team. Even at the very beginning month of this year, when the bullpen was kind of trying to figure itself out. He was probably the most reliable guy during that time. He was our closer uh, really up until he blew that no-hitter game against the Rays in Tampa with a 3-1 run uh, walk-off home run for Kiermaier. But for a while, he was a very dependable guy that you could count upon. So, obviously, I tweeted this out today from our main account. He had something like a 15 ERA over his last eight starts. It's really ballooned everything for the season and obviously uh, it wasn't great before that but he i i completely agree with you when um he wasn't a guy i'm gonna reflect on poorly for his red sox career even though it ended badly mm. yeah it, it's a great point that you bring up the kiermeyer um the home run in tampa the wheels really did come way way off after that like, that was it. You know, he really secured a spot prior to that. And then it was just, it was over. Yeah, he was our closer for a minute. When we didn't have another guy, we hopefully figured it out outside of Tampa, or uh, Toronto, I should say. But, um, uh, you know, we'll uh, still keep exploring that over the next month. Uh, it's still kind of a question mark there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> exactly. I mean, um, closure situation is uh, is something that uh, 
something that remains to be uh, seen what's going to happen with there. I know, um, Jack, you wanted to bring up the uh, the Hauk situation. Um, you know, too, obviously, we, you know, we had that whole fiasco with him and Duran last, uh, you know, last week, um, you know, in Toronto. So what I'll start off with saying is, you know, I really do think everybody should get the vaccine. That's my personal opinion. I'm not going to force it on anybody else. Uh, if you don't want to get it for X, Y, and Z, it's not my business. But when you do start missing games for the team that we cover and follow, that's when it becomes an actual story and an actual piece of topic, uh, kind of like we talked about on last series before it even started. So you did see in that Tuesday game uh, against Toronto where we really could have used Duran. Even in that Wednesday game, we could have as well. Most likely, realistically, we only would have had him for one of the two. But uh, it did hurt our chances at uh, winning that ball game. Same with Duran in that Tuesday game. Arroyo went over three uh, with six runners left on. You have to imagine that, you know, Duran probably picks up a little bit of that productivity and maybe we don't lose by one or two runs. Um, but, uh, I think if you are given that chance as the Red Sox closer, which is something that's very coveted around sports and you're letting your personal opinion even get around that, that's when you're not only hurting the team, you're hurting your own career, which is not even selfish. It's just dumb. Yeah. 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 I know that's, that's where it trips me up. I mean. Everyone can make their own decision. I'm not going to tell anyone to do anything. But if you want to close for the Red Sox or if you want to pitch for the Red Sox, you know, and and you need to do X, Y, and Z to do that, then, yeah, 100%. You should, you should definitely get it. You know, that goes without saying. I mean, it's just, ir- it's just irresponsible. Uh, you let your team down. You're, you're just a bad teammate. I mean, there's plenty of guys on that team that obviously didn't want to get it. Um, some guys that, you know, had some pushback toward it maybe jd xander they got it because at the end of the day they care about their careers they care about the the betterment of the ball club and uh that's what it's all about you know your team always comes first and those guys that are working their ass off and not seeing their families and you know playing 162 games grinding those guys come first and bottom line is you didn't put them first you you put yourself first like you said, though, it's hard to even say that, though, because he's kind of hurting himself, too. So, I don't know. It sounds like he's just kind of fucking dumb to me. But Duran is getting it, so right. that's great. No, and I mean, like, I'm glad it kind of took him missing a series in Toronto to figure that out. You kind of, you know, almost look at it from an outside point of view of, like, of course you're going to feel this way. How can you not? Like, even going into that. So, you live and you learn. I'm willing to give Duran a uh, little bit of a pass because he did change his mind. That is a very big decision to make in your personal life. I do respect that. I do respect JD and uh, not to single him out or anybody else, but I do respect the guys that, you know, were hesitant about it did it for the team i i really think that is noble of them and i'm glad that they did because without some of those guys who knows maybe we would have gotten swept maybe yeah. <laughs> uh you know uh in that series before same thing and uh, we still have that big one coming up near the end of the year which is probably gonna not uh, only decide maybe the division 
at uh, the wild card standings and where you are playing at the end of the year. So that's going to make a big difference. And you really do have to kind of start thinking about that three game series for how big it's going to be late September. Mm, yeah. And obviously uh, Duran will be available, uh, should be available, um, you know, come the next time they go to Toronto. But he was like the more interesting one out of the two that I thought, because he wasn't even an established uh, big leaguer at that, you know, at this point, like, you know, and you would think like a younger, a younger kid like him that, you know, wants to establish himself, you know, in the majors would, you know, get it just to make himself available so that if, you know, he needs to be there, he can play. Um, so I thought that was just strange that a guy that is trying to make, you know, trying to cut his teeth in the majors and, and really make a name for himself, you know, put himself in a situation where he wasn't available to his team. Um, so I thought that was just, I thought that out of the two, that was definitely the more bizarre one to me. Cause obviously if you're a younger kid like him that wants to, you know, make a name for himself, for himself, especially on a team like the Red Sox, I mean, you want to be available. You know, right. That, that, and, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And I think that Duran, I think that part of his logic was maybe he was waiting to see if he was going to be like on the team before he did it. And right. then like once he missed the trip and he got like like a lot of backlash and maybe, you know, Cora and Bloom, I like, told him like, hey, like, you know, you're going to be on this team moving forward. Like we're not going to send you back down, obviously, unless you get hurt or you start to really struggle. So, you know, this is for good. We really want you to get it. I think he, he'll probably at that point, I, I, I think that was probably his logic. Honestly, if I were to guess how to me is like, it just seems to like just a lot of arrogance. Um, again, his decision and uh, not definitely not in favor of it. I wish he would get it. I wish he would, would you know, be available for those games, but did uh, also the guys on the mound they have to execute, and we also can't fucking throw Tyler Danish in the biggest spot yeah. of the year so far. Three, with three, that. three fucking all stars back to back to back. You know, I mean, I, I think almost Cora was like doing it on purpose to like maybe fucking spite Hauk or spite ownership. You know, yeah. for like not having enough bullpen pieces. I don't fucking know, but he would have been the last guy I would have went to the fucking cocksucker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not having a, an arm like Hauk, yeah. Not having an arm like Hauk, too. I mean, you, like you said, LeBeau, it, almost, it exploits the bullpen even more because obviously the bullpen isn't the strength of this team. And, you know, not having a guy like Hauk that can, you know, give you, you know, some solid innings back there, um, you know, kind of just uh, – it kind of exploits uh, this bullpen a little, a little more, especially in a big spot against a division opponent on the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. not only that, I think what it really tells you is you need to still get a closer. You need to get a David Robertson or a Daniel Bard or uh, Bernard uh, from the Pirates. You don't know what the status of uh, Tanner Howe is going to be, not only as your closer, but as a guy who's even available down the road, uh, whether that comes in the playoffs or not. So um, kind of like we were saying, it's, it, it would almost it you almost wish it was selfish, but it's also hurting his own career because right. now we need to explore other options. He's been doing pretty well as the closer. If he just continued that, there would 
you could get just another guy and let Hauk be that guy not only for 2022, but for three and four, or who even knows beyond. But now that's in such a limbo uh, moving forward. And if you can get a guy that's going to secure that back-end role, you should. That's going to help. Uh, that's what's going to help this team right now. And let Tanner Houck maybe be the eighth inning guy. You have Schreiber kind of being your high leverage guy. And the, the, it, it's really hurting his own career. It's hopefully going to shift the way the bullpen, or I shouldn't say hopefully, but it is going to shift the way the bullpen is constructed moving forward because of uh, his own personal decisions, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely think that you got to go out and get someone for sure. I love David Robertson, um, you know, Bednar. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Bednar? I think, Bednar. Bednar, I think so. Yeah. I, who even knows? It's the Pirates. You can get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they definitely got to They definitely gotta go out and get someone. I think you'll get additions with, you know, Whitlock, um, I mean, Sale and Paxton, they can come back uh, and maybe push someone to the bullpen. Uh, that'd be great. You know, so, yeah, I think I, I, there's a lot of different options. They have a lot of good, talented arms, but they definitely need to to add for sure. It sounds like Whitlock is going back to the bullpen once he comes back, Dale, which I, I'm a um, Whitlock starter truther but i think for right now it's probably best for the team that he is in the bullpen uh even though you are kind of missing some spots on the il for the rotation but um that's going to be a major asset moving forward having a guy that pitches two three innings of elite uh relief for you right i mean and and he's done it in in the in the past here and you know, there, there's a lot of big series to be played, you know, in the next couple of months, you know, before, you know, we really hit playoff time. And obviously having a guy like Whitlock that can pitch lights out is going to be huge for this team, along with, you know, whatever additions you end up making in the bullpen. Um, so it's going to be nice to have Whitlock, um, you know, in that bullpen, giving you some big innings and, and some, you know, big high leverage situations, too. So. Definitely looking forward to that, um, you know, having him back in the mix uh, and in the fold in the bullpen. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys want to do some uh, Yankee series predictions? Let's do it. Uh, there is one oh, you thing have. I want to touch upon uh, before we get to the following series. Um, so I know a lot of Sox fans were either looking to or actually did go out to Chicago for the Cubs series which um, sounded like a lot of fun. I was looking into it at the same time. But if I spent probably over $1,000 to see the Red Sox lose two out of three, even have that one game on the skin of their teeth, I would have lost my goddamn mind. I would have never taken another vacation again. I probably would be done with baseball as a sport in general. So um, uh, I am very glad that I did not end up going. Yeah, I'm definitely glad I didn't go, but I still – I still would like to see Wrigley and like with the Red Sox playing there, I think it would have been really cool. I still, I, I don't think I would have regretted it near like as much, but um, definitely a little bit. You guys agree. Like I'll I go think- to Wrigley when they're facing the Brewers. Like I'll experience <laughs> it then. It's crazy to me that they, you know, that they haven't been, that they hadn't been to Wrigley in, in so long. 
um, you know, prior to, you know, this past series. Um, you know, I, I feel like those two teams, like they should, they should always, they should always play. I don't know that that's, you know, it, it shouldn't be years in between like, you know, a Red Sox trip to, to Wrigley. No, I agree. At the same time, I don't want it every single year. I want it, you know, two, three years apart, maybe every other year, one team goes one place, the other team goes the other. Right. Um, but I, I kind of like, I don't want it to be quite as rare as it is, but I would like to not have it be oversaturated at the same time and uh, be able to enjoy kind of the uniqueness of these two franchises going against each other. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think, you know, you gave people a little taste this year, maybe you take a, a little bit of a break and then, and then go back. But, you know, to have it be like years and like years in between, like them, you know, seeing each other, definitely. Uh, I think it should be a little bit more often for sure, because I mean, the, these two fan bases, not only the teams and not only the state, the, you know, obviously it's the two oldest stadiums in the, in the, in the majors, but um just the fan bases in general, like interacting with each other. I mean, these are two really, really great fan bases. And, you know, obviously I think they should see each other more often than, uh, than they do for sure. No, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely a mutual respect. I think uh, a lot of Cubs fans were cheering for us in 04. And I think uh, a lot of Red Sox <laughs> fans were cheering for them in 2016. Yeah. Um, uh, even though, you know, it would have been kind of cool to see, uh, either Cleveland or Chicago win because Cleveland had the second longest streak. Um, but it was good for the Cubs to finally get that monkey off their back. Um, and it was good uh, that we got it off our backs too. And then, yeah, right. so. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, Bo is also frozen for me. So uh, maybe his iPhone died. Maybe um, he ran off into the street. I don't, I don't know what happened with him. Yeah, we we where did they get, where is where in the world is Matt LeBeau? Um, I know that this is like part eight of the saga. <laughs> it feels like at this point, it's literally like a uh, it's literally a uh, like a soap opera. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, in Matt LeBeau's memory, we should probably close uh, with the preview of the Yankee series yeah. coming up. Probably the biggest series of the year to, yeah. uh, at this point. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you guys will be there um, for the people listening on Thursday. You guys will be there tonight um, at Fenway. You and Matt LeBeau, you guys will have the uh, the mini mic with you, so you'll be getting some some good content and uh, you know trash talking Yankee fans, you know mixing it up with the with the Sox fans too. So that'll be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a huge series. Um, you know, like we mentioned before earlier in this episode, this is going to be, you know, obviously a series that you'd, you'd love to win. Um, you know, it's going to be difficult. Obviously, the Yankees are the best team in, in baseball right now. Um, you know, they, they just look, you know, really, really good. They're 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 very scary as much as it sucks to say. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a that first time they come into Fenway uh, this season. Um, so it'll be good. Good pitching uh, matchups. You'll see Garrett. You guys will see Garrett Cole tomorrow uh, or tonight, rather. Um, and uh, it, it'll be good. It'll be a, a very, very tough series, though, for sure, um, against this Yankee team. But uh, one that I think is going to be a good challenge, 
for this team again. I mean, you had a taste of, you know, the Blue Jays and the Rays, you know, this past week, and, and now you'll get a, a shot at the big dogs right now uh, in the Yankees. So it'll be a, a nice test for this Red Sox team. My phone died. Sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah. Give me a. Give we me just started. We just started the Yankees. Yeah. Well, okay. Here. What's up, guys? How are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Episode thirty. Episode thirty. Winners, no chairs. Yeah. So I uh, give me three out of four Red Sox. I, I think that you know they're they're gonna have a little bounce back series because they've been struggling. Um, and then I, I it really would come down to if Devers is gonna be healthy. Right. If he's healthy, then they're gonna. I think they're gonna do just fine. Um, if they're if he's not, then they're gonna struggle because I mean he absolutely fucking fists the Yankees. So uh, need Devers. Yeah. No. So kind of looking at the pitching matchups here. Uh, obviously, you hope Devers is back too. But uh, Thursday night we have Garrett Cole versus Josh Winkowski. Uh, so all that we really need to do is somehow delay the game five minutes. So that way, Garrett Cole is <laughs> unable to pitch to the maximum of his ability. Not even five minutes. If you delay the game two minutes, if you yeah. just, like, streak out on the field, Garrett Cole will forget how to pitch baseballs, and he will give up seven earned runs. So that uh, means maybe, yeah. one of you has to just bite the bullet and, you know, streak uh, tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> noses, noses. Yeah, noses, yeah, yeah. Um, after that, it's Cortez versus TBD, Montgomery versus TBD, and Tyon versus Pavetta. So, yeah, uh, TBD is oh. a great pitcher. I think he's a young, up-and-coming guy. Um, so I'm excited to see TBD go back-to-back nights. Um, you know, people don't do that. Yeah, they don't. He's just a gritty guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, and tie on I, a Sunday night. Well, well like you said, if you could take three out of four, that would be ideal. You're, it, you know, uh, a sweep would be unbelievable. It's hard to imagine the Yankees are a good ball club. We'll give them that this year. But uh, if you can take three out of three, that's good. Even if you can take two out of two, that's a defeat for the Yankees. They feel like they need to come in here. And not only take three out of four, they feel like they need to come and sweep to show who's, right. you know, the big boss in the AL East. If they don't, that's a victory for us. Yeah. Because we have so many head-to-head matchups. We went two and one against them in the opening series, given two of those games were extremely close. All three of the games were really pretty close at the end of the day. But um, we, if we can actually win that series, then that's going to go a long way not only for this point in the year in the standings, but for how we feel against them going to uh, for, for the rest of the year because there are so, so many head-to-head matchups. Yeah, the Yankees aren't sweeping the Red Sox this weekend. No shot. No, no chance. Nope. It's going to be 4 nothing Red Sox. Red Sox are going to sweep. That'd be fucking awesome. I would stick my cock out. Dude, if the, if the Red Sox sweep, I think Yankees um, Nation, Yankees Universe, whatever they fucking want to call themselves, would literally implode on themselves. They they would start freaking out. They'd be like, Cashman's gone. Fucking Boone's gone. And, you know, everything's gone. This team's a bunch of fucking frauds. Let Aaron Judge walk. 
And then they go and hit their wives and eat some gabagool. <laughs> That's right. No, you're right. I agree. That's exactly how it will go down. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like this, this you know, if, if the Red Sox even take like three out of four this series, I feel like this this could be the demise of like the Yankees. They may might not be able to come back from this. Even two and two is a loss for the Yankees. Right. We it, it it's I would take completely a split. mutual for us. We I don't want to consider a tie in the series a victory, but for the Yankees, it's a loss. Yeah, you're at home though. I think you want to you want to try and win the series because then you got to go back. You got to go to New York. So I, I don't want to split. I mean, I would take a split, I guess. But give me give me a three out of four. All right. Yeah. We're at a four, LeBeau. Yep. LeBeau's going to will them to victory. I, I'm going three out of four as well. Okay, cool. Good prediction. Love it. I, 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 my heart is telling me, or sorry, my brain's telling me two and two. My heart is telling me three and one. Okay. Here we go. I, I will go with the, with the split. I think, I think it'll be two, two. Okay. Piece of shit. <laughs> hey, yep. this is reverse okay. psychology. Boo. Remember? This is Remember? also the same guy that thought the Rays would beat the uh, Red Sox well, in the ALDS. So uh, yep. We're yeah. not even going to respect your goddamn opinion, so, you goddamn you know, traitor. You know what? If the Red Sox sweep, I'll take credit for it. No, no. Okay, so what are you going to do with the Red Sox sweep? We we need to have some type of actual punishment for you if the Red Sox sweep. What are you going to do? I don't know. You tell me. You I think you have to me. do the next show, uh, show shirtless. You got to... You got to... I mean, you think of a proper punishment for your uh, negligence. <laughs> this will be uh, this will be good content. Yeah, actually, let's 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 do some brain brainstorming, and then we'll we'll announce we'll, it. We'll tweet it out. Yeah. 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 All right, I like it. Yeah. No, we'll oh. we'll let the fans decide. If you have any good ideas about how to punish Malgalveo when. The Red, Red Sox sweep the Yankees. Yep. Please tweet him at us. We will take any and all suggestions I am, from Kyle Sullivan. I am um, very scared <laughs> from what Kyle Sullivan is going to say. Yeah. I am not going to get any sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, this is a uh, this is going to be a great weekend. Great yeah. weekend you know, for, for, for Red Sox-Yankees. I always love that the Sunday night game is – I always get hyped up for that. That's a great game. Sunday night, we got Pavette on the mound against Tyon, too. That'll be a good one. You guys will see Garrett Cole. Hopefully, you guys chirp him. I don't know. Where, where, are, you, where are you guys sitting tomorrow? We're behind the Red Sox bullpen, so we oh, might okay. scoot over to the Yankees bullpen, try to distract him for a minute so he's off his game. Right. And, uh, that way, you know, he can blame Billy Crystal and Ukrainian children. Or <laughs> That's right. That's right. They should just take, like, if I was the Red Sox, just, like, delay, like, the national anthem or just, like, drag it on as long as you can. Mm. Because if he's off by, a, by even a couple seconds, he's, he's off his game. Absolutely. Um, other uh, one last thing to talk about. Don't eat 10 hot dogs in a day. No, don't do that. Um, <laughs> I did that for the 4th of July. I had five at Fenway, two at Bleacher Bar. 
and then another few at home. Um, I didn't feel good the next day. I know um, I'm doing this scientific research for the rest of you, um, but uh, eating 10 hot dogs in a day will make you feel bad. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. 10 <laughs> hot dogs in a day. Good for you, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And yeah, you still had more than me over the weekend. <laughs> yes, I did. I had a grotesque amount of hot dogs, uh, soggies in particular, which are the best form of hot dogs. Uh, I, I can confirm that Jack did make it to work the next day. Um, he was he was down pretty bad. He was hurting. <laughs> he, he mixed in a he he did mix in a salad for lunch, which I'm surprised he could even eat anything the next day. But he, he did. Just leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they anything fucking green. I was surprised that Jack could even take down a bottle of water the next day. I mean, that that's how, that's how much it was. But he's still with us, though. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. He's still with us. So the the glizzies can't kill him. No. Nope, Maybe not. not for another, like, ten years. But for now, yeah. Dude, you're just like, you, you, don't, you won't die by eating glizzies. You just get stronger. I'm not sure how <laughs> scientifically accurate that is. I mean, I might need to... Contact uh, Dr. Hauk in order to get some uh, <laughs> true, unbiased uh, <laughs> research on his end. But, um, yeah, you know, I wish I could say I'm going to learn from my mistakes. I won't. I will probably <laughs> eat 11 hot dogs sometime within the next, like, month. Yeah, just because. Uh, or, 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 no, not only that, we are uh, going to yep. try to do the 999 challenge at yeah. some point. Uh, for the listeners still on board here. So uh, that's going to be a nice little sneak preview for whenever yeah. we're able to coordinate that. Exactly. Not this weekend. I'm thinking the weekend after. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, oh. I think that should work for me. Yeah. After, the weekend after that is the Ortiz's Hall of Fame induction where I'm going to be out of town. Right. But I should be able to do the weekend after this one. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, make some content for you guys. So don't worry. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that that sounds good. The nine, nine, nine challenge will be definitely fun. Um, if you guys have any suggestions of how we can make uh, it more fun, then let us and know. Nine, nine, nine is uh, just for the people listening at home. That's, uh, nine, nine hot dogs, nine beers and nine innings. Oh yeah. The, the kids know. Right. The kids know. They know. If you're listening, you know, we, we give you credit as a listener. Right. Right. Kyle Sullivan. Yep. Tim John. Let well, us know if you could take down theory. 10 glizzies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that about does it. Yeah, I think that's a, that's about it. Um, enjoy the uh, the Yankee game to, uh, tonight, rather. Big night. Big night. Big, big We're night. gonna yell at so many goddamn Guidos. Yeah, but we'll, we'll Matt Matt LeBeau and Jack will have the uh, the mini mic with them, so that's that's gonna be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> First uh, Jersey Street Eats review um, as well, so I look forward to that as uh, too. Yeah, that's right. All right, that sounds good. I'll see you guys. Uh, see you guys on uh, tomorrow. Well, Jack, see you tomorrow, Matt. I'll, I'll see you in like ten hours. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm in the corner watching you kids.